When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Welcome to hour number two of Inside Sports for a Monday evening, an abbreviated version of hour two because, of course, we have the SMOS Coaches Show with Jason Moss coming up in about a half an hour from now as... It's a dissection of another loss, unfortunately, the fourth in a row. The Eskimos lose by a score of 25-22 to fall to 7-4. and four. They're in Montreal, or sorry, they're in Toronto this weekend. On Saturday, 2 o'clock is the kickoff between the Eskimos and Argos from BMO Field. And we'll have the uh, live coverage for you. Morley and I, along with Blake Dermott, and a cast of thousands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, 12.30 is countdown to kickoff right here on 6.30. Ched, uh, this hour, or this half hour, we'll be joined by Reed Wilkins in a moment. We'll also uh, hear from Morley Scott, who will uh, take you through the Jason or the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss uh, in about a half hour from now. Monday Night Football going on right now, 19-6. to 6, The Vikings out in front. They're uh, hosting the New Orleans Saints. They're midway through the third quarter. In about an hour and 50 minutes from now in Denver, the Broncos will uh, host the Los Angeles Chargers. The Toronto Blue Jays right now, they are leading 3-2 over the, uh, 4-2 now, over the Boston, or the Baltimore Orioles in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Cleveland Indians on their way to a 19th straight win. That is remarkable. They're up 8-0 on the Cleveland Indians. And earlier today... Uh, you heard it right here on 6.30, Chad. The Oiler rookies beat the uh, Vancouver Canucks rookies by a score of 5-4 in overtime. A great goal, a beauty goal from Kirill Maximoff. Jerry Fleming is the head coach of the Oiler rookies, and uh, here's what he had to say. No trophy, Jerry, but uh, I think that's the fourth consecutive Young Stars Classic you guys have finished first in. Just uh, what can you say about what this group was able to accomplish this week? I thought they were good, like... Um we talked about it before the tournament starts, you know, just do what you do as a player to showcase your talents, and I thought the guys did that. Um, their goaltender's tough bar, to, bar for the first for start after the first two games, but he played, I thought he played well, well too. Yeah, a lot of scoring chances, and he, he made some key saves at critical points of the game. He was good. He was really good. It was good to see um, him come in and, and perform that way, so uh, it'll bode well for his confidence going to the... Uh, the organization. At least you know you've got three young goaltenders. They all played well. Yeah, definitely. Team. I thought they all played well. They all performed well, so yeah, it, it's good on the organization for sure. Hey, what can you say about Chad Butcher's week? He played well. He played well. I think he uh, ended up the tournament with uh, seven points in three games. Um, you know, was good on draws, uh, was physical. Uh, he's a gritty kid with, with, uh, with some skill. Hope these guys take out of this tournament as well as the rookie camp in general too. I, I think the energy that you have to play with. Um, you know, we're, we, we had uh, a little bit of uh, a lull in the first period, but uh, we bounced back well with their energy, and, and I think uh, our physicality got better as the game went on. Yeah, yeah, hard 
Nadella. What kind of player do you think he'll be as a as a American? Well, he's a skilled, uh, cerebral player. He, he thinks the game well, so uh, you know there's going to be an adjustment period there, without a doubt. But uh, he definitely does some good things. You see, him, you played wing here. He's a center in college. I mean, is he going to be both for you, or do you see him? Is he still a a center? He, he can play both. I, I think uh, his wall work uh, was good. We put him on the wall. We wanted to see how he performed on the wall, and uh, that was one of the areas that uh, we wanted to focus on with him. And I thought he performed well. Yamamoto was a little more involved tonight. Uh, Yamamoto's a good hockey player, uh, and he's so tenacious on the puck. Uh, he's smart. He sees the ice really, really well. Um, for not an overly big guy, he, he always comes out. It seems with the puck when he gets engaged in battle. So. Uh, Hopefully it'll just translate to uh, the NHL game and uh, you know, he has a good camp. Jerry, this sets up uh, the McEwen-Nate game, different scenario this time around. How do you prep these guys? What do you expect in that one on Wednesday? Well, we're going to do the same thing that we did here. We're going to have on the ice for about 45 minutes tomorrow and then uh, just get ready for them. Uh, there's not much else to do, just um, just focus on the things that we have to do well. So that's uh, Jerry Fleming, who is coach of the Oiler Rookies. And they uh, win this thing, or I guess finish first in this tournament. They are 10-0-2 in this tournament in the last four years. And this man was uh, in Penticton to witness it. And uh, we bring in Reed Wilkins, the uh, host of Inside Sports on uh, 630 Ted. Also the host of our Oilers hockey broadcast. And Reed, 10-0-2 at this tournament. Now, it helped in the past to have guys like, uh, I don't know, Connor McDavid and uh, and Leon Dreisaitl. But, uh, you know, this team, it, it's always interesting to see how each team is going to react without that star power. And what do the Oilers do again? They they finish first in this tournament. Well, the, the, don't forget the year McDavid played. He only played one game. So it's not as if he came in and just steamrolled guys for three games. I, I mean, look, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's a preseason prospects tournament, but uh, but I think you'll always take the the wins and and the good feeling it might create with the group, where guys do do go on to uh, be teammates in the AHL or NHL down down the road. I, I think what what a few things, Dave. First of all, the Oilers played three different goaltenders. They each played a full game. They all played well. You know, Starrett. Sure, I guess you could say, well, he let in the most goals today, but he also faced the most shots. He made 42 saves, and the shots were 16-4 after the first period. And the game could have got out of hand because the Oilers didn't have the puck the entire first period. So, you know, he he was solid. You know, got, you know the Canucks missed a couple close chances. Starrett made some good saves. And 2 nothing after the first period is different than 3 or 4 nothing. So that's, you know, that was key number one for the Oilers. Uh, in this tournament uh, was the goaltending. You, know, you had Skinner getting a shutout, and you had a really good game from Dylan Wells on, on Friday night to beat Calgary. And and then, you know, I think that, you know, you look at the players Peter Shirelli has brought in and Keith Gretzky over the last couple of years, and you get a lot of guys who you look at them and say, okay, they're not stars, but maybe they're kind of jack-of-all-trades and they're intelligent players. Chad Butcher showed that off this weekend. He winds up with seven points in three games. And, okay, like, again, it's it's a short little tournament, but, you know, some depth came through for the order. So Ostap Safin gets on the score sheet uh, and has a good third period. Kirill Maximoff makes a great play for uh, 
for the game winner. So, you know, they had different guys step up at different times. And, again, I think that speaks to that organizational attitude. They create some internal competition. And, sure, maybe right now it's for depth spots or spots in the minors where to make a name for yourself down the road. But guys are saying, geez, you know, this guy next to me works pretty hard and he can kill a penalty and and he can get on the power play. So I better make sure I'm excelling in all parts of my game as well. And, and I think that's the, that's the encouraging thing if you if you look at sort of the whole organizational philosophy. Now, if they had gone one and two this weekend, would they still have that philosophy? Yes, but it, you know it does translate to to the wins on the ice, which is nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have this text coming in from Paul. Uh, he's asking who impressed you the most on uh, on defense. I, I, I like the way Caleb Jones played. Uh, you know, he played two of the three games. I think he, you know, he. I talked to him last week, Dave. And, and, you know, he talked about wanting to be a good all-around player. Uh, and he still got points in the WHL. He was almost a point a game with Portland, but he's a good all-around player. I, I thought he was the most physical of the Oilers defensemen, and it wasn't an overly, you know, they didn't have a lot of big bangers on the blue line this year, but I think he's good with body position and getting in the right place, moves the puck pretty well, it is pretty composed for the most part, and can make, you know, plays in tight to help get the puck out, and Ryan Mantha's shot, I talked about this before, I mean, especially the game on Monday against Calgary, he boomed a couple one-timers from the point, wasn't able to connect for a goal. So you wonder if there might be something there. You know, teams are always looking for shooters, especially if you can get it away from medium or long range. I think those two guys were pretty good. I, I thought William Lagason, you saw maybe some things from him in terms of composure and confidence. Those would probably be my top three guys on D. And uh, finally, Reed, uh, an interesting twist this year with the Oiler rookies because it, it was uh, against the U of A Golden Bears that they would have their exhibition game or their or, or their game, uh, you know, always before Bain Camp opened. But this year, it's the Oilers rookies against the Nate McEwen rookies or all-star team excuse me uh different dynamic this year what what do you expect well honestly i don't expect it to be as competitive a game as we saw against the u of a some years um you know i think it's a pretty solid boilers prospects team uh now i know nate McEwen and i've had good programs and they've gone you know head to head in some important acac series over the years but the, the players they have you know, as a whole, don't have the pedigree, the WHL histories that that the Golden Bears have. So it's going to be a tough matchup for the college guys. Uh, It's going to be a tough matchup because it's half and half, so there's not going to be some familiarity there with with some of the players, though I assume they'll try to keep some some lineups and pairings pairings together. Um, So I guess for the Oilers rookies, the challenge is, you know, it's a game you probably feel like you should win going in, so they're going to have to go out and execute it. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a Rogers place, which is going to be a little different. The only game against the Bears that was ever at – that I can remember ever being at Rexall was the the year McDavid played because there was such such a huge demand – demand to see him but you know again I, I i just think you look from an oilers perspective you know the the nate McEwen guys are going to be up for that game they're going to want to work hard it's probably one or two listening right now thinking i'm a jerk for saying that they're going to be overmatched so they're so they're going to get up for that game and then i think from an oilers perspective you look for the guys who should be able to assert themselves to assert themselves you know yamamoto to lose to, to use his speed and, and create opportunities butcher to get out there and be competitive on the puck and make plays in tight, you know, for the defense to step up and, and, and be efficient. All right, Reed, thanks for your time. Uh, safe travels back home. You'll be back in the host chair tomorrow night here on Inside Sports, and we'll talk tomorrow, buddy. 
Okay, appreciate it, Dave. All right, take care. Reed Wolk is the host of uh, this show, Inside Sports, on 630 Chet, also the host of Oilers Hockey. And yes, that is the uh, next broadcast you'll hear for the Oilers. Oiler rookies against the Nate McEwen All-Star team, 7 o'clock, uh, preceded by a abbreviated edition of Inside Sports, but 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. Tickets are available through the Oilers website and at the door. Uh, talked about Chad Butcher, talked about Kaylor Yamamoto, who um, Jerry Fleming talked about that uh, you know today saw a little bit more out of him today and uh, says he's going to be a really good player in the NHL at uh, at some point and maybe sooner rather than later uh, Joseph Gambardella scored two goals in this game and uh, he talked about uh, the performance uh, after the game as well I thought we got off to a rocky start uh, first half of the first period I thought that was, it was theirs and then in the timeout we kind of regrouped and uh, knew what we had to do and I thought from uh, there we got better as the game went along. How do you feel about your game this weekend and in particular the last couple here? Yeah, I think uh, I've had the privilege to play with a lot of good players. I thought this was a really strong group and the camaraderie got together like, really fast, faster than any other team I've been a part of and that goes a long way in the tournament and uh, I'm really proud of uh, everybody in this locker room. I thought we all played really well as a team every night. How important is it to get the win and clinch the first place uh, there's no prize but first place in the tournament uh, it's definitely a nice feeling uh, that's kind of what we our goal coming in and that's what we wanted to accomplish and uh, we're happy that we get to get the wheels up and say we did that so another first place finish at this tournament 10-0-2 is the Oiler Rookies record since uh, well the last four years and that's a good point that Reed brought up uh, Connor McDavid only played in one of these games so a couple of years with Leon Dreisaitl, a couple of years with Darnell Nurse, but uh, this has a, been a pretty, and yes, a Pooley-Arvey last year, uh, pretty impressive showing. So hopefully that's a good sign because there's so much talk before, and I think it was valid. What about the depth in the organization? Well, maybe the depth is uh, just fine. We might have to wait a bit longer for it to really show up, but I think uh, the Oilers could be on the right track. And uh, they will play the Nate Grant McEwen All-Star Team, 7 o'clock at Rogers Place, and we will have it for you right here on 6.30 Chet. Final segment of 6.30 Chet Inside Sports coming up. We'll be joined by uh, Morley Scott, who will uh, take you through the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss starting at uh, 7.30 here tonight. Campbell in for Reed Wilkins. This is the Monday evening edition of 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. 19-9 now, the Vikings in front of the uh, New Orleans Saints in Monday Night Football. The uh, third quarter is just about to end. And still to come in about uh, an hour from now in Denver, the Broncos will take on the L.A. Chargers as it's a double dip of Monday Night Football. Morley Scott joins us uh, in studio. Hey, Morley. Holy moly. That is awesome. That is unbelievable, eh? Okay. Wild. Let me put your mic up there now. You go. There okay. You go. So what you're showing me... Uh, it's a clip of uh, Adrian Peterson uh, walking behind Sean Payton, coming out from halftime, I believe it is. Of course, Peterson's not playing tonight, right? In yep. Minnesota. Yep. That's uh, it's two slaps in the face, right? <laughs> um, and uh, he's just talking to him, and talking to him so much, Payton turns around... And the look he shoots him, I mean, if looks could kill, Sean Payton's a dead man right now. It, it Incredible. So check it out. Uh, yeah, Morley just tweeted uh, that. It's uh, caught on tape, and yeah. it's going to live forever. <laughs> is that good? So. Morley underscore Scott is uh, Morley's Twitter account. Uh, well, like it, yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's pretty epic, I would say. We yeah. use that word a lot. 
the Eskimos losing streak is hitting epic proportions. I mean, you lose four straight yeah. in football. That's it's an tough. eternity. It's tough. Good thing they won seven in a row. Like they, they, yeah. got, they built themselves up a cushion, and now they just got to get it back on track, get some get some healthy bodies back somehow, and uh, get it back on track. But um, they got a cushion, but not much more. Not much is left no. in that cushion. No, it's not. So they're a win up on BC, two wins up on Saskatchewan. So, and, one know, behind Winnipeg, which yeah. I guess is the better way to look at it. Yeah, right? exactly. So, second place is still in reach. First Very place much. is starting to well. First place. Fade away. What is it? It's five points now, right? It's five. Five points. That ties kind of messed things up. Yeah, that's for, five points. That means so you got to win three more in Calgary the rest of the way. Yeah. So you got to beat them and and win two more against Calgary or two more than they do the rest of the way. So yeah, Calgary's pretty good. Uh, the vitriol Still. from that game, uh, as far as not just the loss but what happened around the game or in the game, the game within the game, the. Uh, the biggest is Mike Riley's mm-hmm. um, poll. That, I got I got uh, involved in a Twitter conversation about that today. A lot of people talking about that, and it's really to me, it's really kind of a weird situation because you you want the player's best interest at heart. Player yeah. safety is a is a must. Like that's the premium thing here. You got to make sure the player is okay. But it was such a to to take a guy out force it. We don't see it very often, right? And it's a quarterback. He's in the red zone. And it, they end up settling. They have to send in a cold quarterback to operate in the red zone. Yeah. They end up getting a field goal instead of a touchdown. So there's four points. And the difference in the game was three. So do the math on that. And just the way it played out, I mean, it sh- should have been a penalty, I think. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. But yet they take him out of the game to be evaluated because he got a headshot. Well, he got yeah. a headshot. So quarterbacks aren't supposed to get headshots, right? Yeah. You're right. So... Yeah, it was strange. They got to figure I, out. They should. I, to me, there's got to be some kind. Maybe you got to give them two minutes and say, "Okay, prove to me in two minutes he's okay." Yeah. Otherwise, and that also gives the other quarterback time to warm up. I, I don't know what the answer is, but well, I, I would feel a lot better about Riley being cold, uh, pulled from a concussion or injury spotter. I think they need one on the sideline. Independent neurologist be on the yeah. sideline. You know, they can communicate with the doctors, with the trainers. Yeah. Look, the NFL's right. got that little tent set up now, right, with yeah. doctors in it, and they take guys in there to look at them. So. Yeah, but you just flash the, yeah, the it's dollar the money sign, sign, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, we'll see uh, what the mood of the head coach is yes. tonight. Jason Moss. Yeah, the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss, hosted by Morley Scott. The producer of the show is me. So I'll be back in my regular role tomorrow as Reed Wilkins will be back in the host chair. Studio producer tonight is Kellen Kennedy. Coming up, the Eskimos Culture Show with Jason Moss, Morley Scott, driving the bus. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.